Welcome back to Scotland Talks. I'm Ann Scotland. Thank you so much for being here today. We're talking about emotional wellness and joy and including the joy of pets and animals, which if you know anything about me, you know I am very passionate about. Please like and subscribe so that we can keep this coming to you. Today I have with me a wonderful human being who I can't wait to get to know more and I've only just read and learned about her. Christine Krauss is here with me today. Hi, Christine. Hi, nice to meet you. So nice to meet you too. Um, I, I know we share a lot of the same interests, including I think a love for not only animals, but nature. Where do you live? Uh, I live in beautiful British Columbia, Canada. Amazing. I was born in Seattle. Oh, okay. So you know exactly the so, weather, the climate, the the views, the mountains, the water. It's all amazing. Yes, absolutely love it. Um, yeah, I was born in Seattle, and we would go up to BC, of course, periodically, um, and Victoria, and just absolutely love it. I, for some reason, I have this vivid memory of being a kid and um, picking wild blueberries in BC, and like some of these boggy areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's everywhere. We have blueberry picking, strawberry picking. Oh, yeah. All, anything you want. Amazing. So beautiful. So the Pacific Northwest is clearly like, yeah, my passion area. And as you know, I still go back and forth there a lot. Um, and okay. uh, yeah, I used to my parents weren't so much on like Disneyland. They actually they never took me. So but oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, but the good thing was they were super into nature. And so all of our summer vacations we spent really around the greater Western Washington area. Um, we camping in Mount Rainier, um, you know, going over to the Olympic Peninsula, Rialto Beach, all these amazing places, Port Angeles. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, same here. Same yeah. here. We, we would do road trips. I mean, it would usually end up in Disneyland, but we would drive all the way down the Oregon coast and oh. California coast and, and then make yeah. our way eventually. Did you see whales when you were a kid um, off Oregon ever? I think we did once, and that was just the coolest thing for me. I don't know why. Not but. when I was a kid, but uh, when I was uh, taking a seaplane over to visit my family in Victoria, there was a pod of orca whales, and because you fly quite low in those yeah. seaplanes. So it was just, wow, that was a sight to see. Wow. So you have family in Victoria. Yeah, my whole family lives in Victoria. Wow. So you've been to Bouchard Gardens and all those beautiful Surprisingly, things. I have not been to Oh my gosh, I've been like six times. Oh, wow. You know, there's nothing like being a tourist in your own city. And actually, okay. COVID has uh, inspired us to to travel more within our community That's and in our province. Yeah, most mostly I've been a world traveler. I figured fly as far away as I can and stay as long as I can before I have kids and start the family. And uh, now that I have kids, it's obviously more local. Right. We can't, we can't uh, afford it. <laughs> right. I know. I Yes. Yes. Okay. So fellow world traveler as well. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to us have this fun chat. If you haven't been to the Pacific Northwest of the United States, you absolutely have miss missed it. something until you go. Um, you know, I was in Idaho uh, this week and was out just kayaking in the uh, where the river comes into a lake it's just like really still and backed up and saw a mother and baby moose and i'm just like wow. this is just a wow and then a bald eagle <laughs> oh my gosh 
I see eagles all the time. But Actually, my drive there. to work, we have oh thousands of eagles. You'll see uh, fifty in one tree. It's it's crazy. Wow, that is that is really crazy. I know that's that's their real haunts over there by the by that beautiful saltwater beaches. Like <laughs> the I wild. Actually, I have another crazy story for you. So we have a trailer up uh, that we have a little piece of land uh, just east of here. And uh, last weekend, my trailer was broken into by a bear. Oh. Mama bear smashed the windows of the trailer and baby bears climbed inside, tore the freezer off the hinges, tore all oh. of the cabinetry out of the trailer. And they're so smart. They tossed everything outside for mama bear to search through like it was like a Halloween treat bag. And she like oh sorted God. through what was edible, what is not. <laughs> oh my wow. gosh. Yes, they did got you have her a camera shirt. or did you just discover this? Uh, I did not have a camera. Uh, someone else who was up there saw the damage, took photos, and thank goodness for insurance because they're writing. It's a total loss. They're yeah, writing no, it off. It's that kind of, you know, destroyed. you get several sets of very sharp claws over every surface. <sighs> it's kind of over. <laughs> believe it I've, wow. I've never even really seen a bear in real life except like at the zoo yeah. and then here we go one like invades my space wow. and I, we didn't even have any food in there but they are just desperate are like... it's so hot right now oh yeah so they yeah. and they're smart oh they are smart so brilliant wow mm -hmm. so if you all watching and listening today haven't realized that we are talking a lot about animals today because we both really love animals and nature so um yeah so i'm super happy to have christine on here a fellow animal lover nature lover and just gonna talk a little bit about the joy of having animals in our life and just coexisting with them here and this beautiful planet and uh, how we help each other and um, how much joy that can bring you. And if you're an animal lover, this is gonna be right up your lane. And if you're not sure, maybe you'll see it in a little different way today or just be able to listen and watch and appreciate your animals from afar. I do know a few people who aren't into animals. I'm always a little surprised, but I'm like, you know, everyone has their own special thing. <laughs> Those people are probably into video games more. Uh, something, yeah. or yeah, I'm like, you must have some other special genius, but yeah, I think you, you know. I don't know if there's past lives, but if there was, I'm sure I was an animal in there somewhere or a bird because like, I just can't seem to get enough. You're just like completely obsessed with them. So, <clears throat> so tell me a little bit about, so you're in Canada now, which has incredible nature, British Columbia, beautiful, beautiful British Columbia. Um, so did you grow up in that area or where did you grow up? Yes, I grew up right here, born, wow. and, born and raised. Yes. Oh my goodness. How amazing. And then you traveled all over sounds amazing yes i've traveled i camped i flew into uh, south africa and backpacked my way all the way up to egypt for three months and i saw some incredible animals and obviously the big five i did us uh, east coast of australia for a couple of months all of europe for a couple of months and then me and my husband spent our honeymoon in asia and thailand for two months Beautiful. as well so oh yeah so i got all the far off uh, lands kind of ticked off so <laughs> nice Nice. Oh, no, I'm a fellow avid traveler. Started in high school, even though I didn't really have a budget for it. But I got my parents sent me on one educational trip to Europe, and it kind of rocked my world. And then right. from then I just every year I started, I just said, 
found people who needed trips for education or, or whatever purposes or humanitarian. And I'm like, I'll coordinate if I can go for free, for free. Uh, and then I started studying history in college and pretty much found some way to travel almost every year. Um, I don't, I haven't done much of Asia. So one day we'll have to chat on that because I've done um, Middle East and Egypt and I've done um, wow. Europe and Russia, Russia, you know, New Zealand, Australia, Japan, but not like Asia Central at all. So that's like my one big area that I haven't um, ticked off. And, well, I will uh, tell you, I've I've been to like 60, 75 countries and China was one of my favorite countries, like wow. top, top three for sure. It's so diverse and uh, it, it was amazing. And I got treated like a starlet. I mean, every time I went to a hotel, the whole staff would gather around and stare at me. They thought my husband was a wrestler because he's a really big guy. <laughs> And they thought I was a movie star because they didn't see anyone who looks like me with blonde hair and blue eyes. So I tell you, they upgraded me to the penthouse suites in every single hotel I went to that because they thought wild. it was a movie star. <laughs> so wild. How fun is that? It was uh, amazing. Wow. That is highly so recommend. fun. Oh, I'm really excited to hear that about China. Yeah. Um, so one other day or another podcast, we'll have to talk about traveling. Okay. I, I'll just go right down that aisle. Like, I know, for, me too. Forever. Um, so this is amazing. So um, I know one of your big passions I, that we share and one of the joys of your life is animals. And I just wanted to, um, I just wanted to hear first two questions. First, like how do animals bring joy to your life and what has kept you always so interested in them? And then uh, secondly, to talk to a little bit about your passion about animals and animal protection and adoption. But how has uh, how have animals played a part in your joyful life? Well, I've had a cat ever since the day I was born until, well, today. So um, when my children were born, um, both my cats passed away from old age. And I went maybe two years without having oh. a cat because I had my hands full with two babies. Yeah. But, um, you know, I got my kids fish or mice or, you know, all sorts of little critters to, to keep them occupied. But they really just wanted a something on, on four legs, my daughter said, something I can walk, <laughs> like a, a giraffe or a unicorn or a dog. Like a dog <laughs> so, or a cat. <laughs> okay, maybe a dog or cat is more realistic. So, <laughs> <laughs> we weren't quite ready to commit. So um, I saw on Facebook, a lot of my friends had been volunteering to help rescue organizations just with fostering animals, which is a really great way to help rescue organizations in your community, because you can give uh, an animal a temporary home until it finds its forever home and it takes the burden off the rescue organizations yeah. and it gives the cat a, or the dog a safe place to kind of acclimate uh, in mm -hmm. the meantime so I would highly recommend becoming a foster parent to animals because especially if you're mm -hmm. on the search for your forever pet because this it also gives you an opportunity to um, see how this pet uh, is with your family or your sure. home and if it's going to fit in with your lifestyle and if not someone else will adopt it sure. and if you choose to keep it well you get first rights at adoption if the animal suits your needs. That's really nice. Yeah, that's a really nice uh, transition. I've fostered a dog once. Um, and right now I have three rescue mini schnauzers, which is a whole house full. Yes. <laughs> but they're like literally the joy of my life. And, and I didn't have kids. I didn't want to stop traveling. I was yep. just like, oh. So um, fur babies are my thing. So yeah, I am fully committed for baby mama and um, 
Awesome. So I love that you, um, and so you have a cat now? Yes, I do. So, um, so I saw on the rescuing website that uh, I had just got rid of a litter of kittens. Like my whole house was full of kittens at Christmas time during COVID because, well, you know, we couldn't see family. And I thought, oh, this would be a great surprise for my kids. I opened up a Christmas box and all these kittens jumped out and they just freaked out and they loved it. And the house, it made it so fun. All the kittens Aww. obviously got adopted very quickly uh, after the new year. And I wasn't quite right. I was still de-kittenifying my house. And, uh, but of course, I'm on the website looking at animals that are, that are scheduled to come in uh, the next intake. And if you, if an animal doesn't have a, uh, a volunteer for foster, they will not get on the transport truck for adoption. And there was this one cat on there that just stuck out to me. Um, he lost his ears to frostbite and he looked kind of rough around the edges and, <laughs> and, um, kind of like just he didn't look typical basically so I just I kept watching him and no one was volunteering for this cat so I said to the kids you know what do you think of this cat should we give him a chance they're like yes absolutely he's beautiful he deserves love and even though he looked different I said okay let's give him a shot so we brought him into the house and he fit in like peas and carrots and uh yeah now we adopted him <laughs> he's my forever cat now so it worked out great Oh, I lost your audio. And what's his name? Teddy. 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 He has little ear nubs, so he looks like a little teddy bear. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, um, and so you found out about how he lost his ears? Yes. So I was very curious about his story. Rescue yeah. organizations don't have a lot of history on the animals. Mm -hmm. They just... Uh, get them, put them in the van and truck them out this out west right. uh, to give them some relief from the snow. Mm -hmm. so he was from Eastern Canada and he got stuck in uh, minus 50 degree weather. And um, through uh, just contacts through the rescue organizations, I was able to trace him back from this organization to that organization, oh my gosh. to the original foster family. That's to pretty the, cool. To the person who found him in wow. the barn, who was, uh, he's a, a cowboy farmer guy. And, uh, his um his fiance actually uh got hold of me through Facebook and then we started messaging back and forth and I was able to get the the full backstory and wow. um I just thought it was a story that needed to be told because you know we know about not leaving children and pets in a hot car and how dangerous that can be right. but we also I don't think people realize how dangerous it can be on the opposite extreme like cold weather and I I feel like if children learn these stories from a young age and it um, really impacts them emotionally, it's something that's going to stick with them and they're going to know more and know yeah. better when it comes to pet care. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So you wrote a book about this Teddy. Teddy. Yeah, Teddy loses his ears is the t title of the book. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's like such a book if I saw that. And I'm like a total kids book junkie. In fact, I just wrote one myself. We won't go oh, there wow. today. Oh, wow. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. What, what is your children's book about? It's about joy, which is also my grown-up book. <laughs> of course. Um, it's called The Chair of Joy. And it should be... Um, 
making the first drop somewhere this late this fall. So we'll keep all of you posted if you guys are um, watching today. So I haven't even announced that I'm on my own channel yet. So it's kind of exciting. Okay, but, congratulations. Um, I, thank you. I'm such a, a junkie for kids books. I mean, if I go to the library, you'll usually find me sitting on the floor in the kids section. <laughs> reading <laughs> and um which is they're the best and they're such a great tool and it's such a i mean i think it's so nice as an adult to see simple messages with a purpose yes instead of just everything becomes so political or so this or so that and it's just like you know life is actually pretty simple when you read kids books you see <laughs> and you know the kids are so smart they understand the messages and the layers of the messages um in the book that uh, you're trying to convey and um yeah, that's the, the challenge about writing a children's book is you really need to take a story and then simplify it down to like, just the heart of the matter in as yes. few words as possible. Right, right. And so what are the some of the other um, uh, mission around the book? I'm guessing it's also about anyone who's different physically or otherwise. So is that part of the message of the story? Absolutely. Teddy has a little bit of an emotional journey when he uh, loses his ears and sees his reflection. And um, when he goes out into the world, uh, he doesn't look like um, all the other cats. And they start asking him a lot of questions. And at first, he feels like they're making fun of him. But actually, they're just trying to get to know his story. And that's uh, the biggest part, I think, um, uh, with our differences and our uniquenesses is it's okay to ask those questions because um, then you learn from another person's perspective and then you're you can empathize with them and maybe admire them for what they've been mm -hmm. through and you can see things through their eyes and um, you know just be kind so it's okay to ask questions is mm -hmm. one uh, self-esteem and just you know accepting yourself for who you are and accepting mm -hmm. others for their differences um as well uh just it's disability awareness and um the bigger message in this story is uh that i want to raise awareness to the rescue organizations that saved teddy's life and uh hopefully if people connect with teddy's story it'll inspire them to um either make a donation to a, a local rescue organization mm -hmm. in their area or the one that helped Teddy. And in the back of the book, there's a QR code. If people connect with the story and they want to donate wow. to Teddy's organization, they can. And a hundred percent of the money goes uh, to the heart and soul rescue oh. organization in my local area. But again, I encourage people to reach out to their local areas and, and help out any way you can, whether it's monetary or fostering or just donating blankets, item, food items. Wow. Every little bit helps. That is so beautiful. Yes, I absolutely love that. And you know, the people that work at these rescue organizations, um, they spend enormous amounts of volunteer time and just in their passion for animals. And, and I've encouraged a lot of my own coaching clients, you know, that where I've done, you know, life and business coaching and, you know, people who just kind of need to get out and give back and have a passion for animals but maybe they can't have one right now yes. or you know either in their apartment or they travel for work too much or whatever that is and um 
um, my cousin was just visiting with me and I didn't even realize she, she's been doing rescue for quite a while. Uh, not rescue, I'm sorry, but volunteering at a rescue organization. And uh, literally is just like, well, we'll say for your, the cat's meow, right? Like, she's like, this is like <laughs> the thing that makes me so happy. I just love spending time around animals. And, you know, it's different because you can't like volunteer and bring them all home, but she does have That's two rescue hard. dogs. <laughs> but you also are just contributing to that energy in the world, which I mean, I'm, I'm that believer that whatever there is out there like that what you put in is not forgotten you know so I'm always uh I've always you know have my own little joke with my dogs I'm like I'm like be sure to say hi to my past dog Duke and my past dog Sophie <laughs> like tell them that I miss them but they're amazing uh just sort of you know filling life with joy in so many ways the animals do and teach us so much about ourselves which is incredible um I have a little dog right now named Gracie and some of my viewers know her about her already and she came um, she was very difficult rescue severe PS PTSD I say that not lightly like severe she almost couldn't handle being alive and uh, I was right on the fence about whether or not to take her but I had some influence within my home that said we should <laughs> so I did <laughs> That's amazing. And, she needed uh, you. You guys were meant to Yes, be and that's what my husband always says. Like, we totally needed, she needed us and we needed her. And that long journey with her over three years and, you know, a lot of work, a lot of, you know, even medication. And now she's, she's just now at like four years old learning how to get in trouble which is so adorable <laughs> because she's finally okay with her world and so she discovered the toilet paper roll the last couple of weeks and she's been like spitting off piles of toilet paper and just um she learned how to open zippers which now i can't keep gum oh, in my purse wow. anymore i mean all of a sudden from this dog you couldn't touch her you couldn't pick her up you couldn't she couldn't walk through door frames she couldn't be on a leash like she was just almost just being alive was almost too much and you almost think every now and then those first few months I was just like what am I doing like I almost feel like someone should have let her go you know because I'm Can super compassionate yeah. it's more like I don't believe all animal life should be preserved um if they're abjectly suffering and so I'm just like I it's not like I was gonna make that choice but I was just like gosh she's like is it right to just keep this poor animal it's like so miserable but I learned so much about myself. One of those really beautiful stories is like I would talk to her and I'm like, Gracie, um, which is funny because my name Anne means grace. And I didn't even think about that when oh. I named her. <laughs> That's beautiful. A little mirroring here. Mm -hmm. And um, I would be just like, Grace, you couldn't be in a safer house. You couldn't be with people who love you more. You have a, two siblings that think you're great. Not siblings, but adopted brothers and sisters. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> and like you know we are like we work from home my husband and i like you literally waited on hand and foot 24 7 like we would do anything for you but she's still you know you you drop a sweater on the floor and she like jumps and ends, ends up in the corner shaking and i was like wow is this so much like humans we wake up we have all these anxieties often or you know a lot of you know stress and just worrying about the future and not realizing that in many cases we not all, but in many cases, we actually are okay. We are in safe hands. We have people who love us. We have roof over our head and food on our plate. And we don't have to go through life carrying 
all of the trauma from what happened before. It's okay to start enjoying life and having fun and relaxing and slowly learning to trust again, which was her big thing, obviously, was slowly learning to trust again. So long story, but I wish she was actually in my office right now. She's she's probably sitting right outside there. She's become my little shadow of all of the three of them. She's the one who just like, she does, she hates it when my husband walks around the leash because she wants to walk with me. (laughs) So sad, but so sweet. Like, she's just like, this is where I am. This is where I'm happy. And it just is so satisfying and joyful to see a little animal like that come alive and have an amazing life. Like she has an amazing, she likes her life now. She still gets stressed occasionally, but she has an amazing life. And I didn't know. I was like, I don't know. Will this dog ever? So you can't fix everything, but you can share your love with an animal uh, or animals and and they bring so much joy to me. I don't know about you, but I I have discovered I really can't live without having a dog. I'm not very happy. No, I mean, they bring you so much joy. It's so rewarding. Um, I, and I feel like Teddy has gone through uh, uh, quite the transformation since he's been with us too the last year and a half. I mean, he would go from being very untrustworthy and swatting anyone who walked past him to... Um, well, just laying out in the middle of the road and having every child come along and, and pet him. And, uh, and he just loves his life now. And it's been incredible watching his transformation and, and how he learns to trust. But yeah, the second he came out of that cat carrier, he was grateful and he bonded with me. Uh, we just, um, imprinted on each other right away. And I do really feel like, uh, my past cat that passed away um, is about the same age as Teddy. And I Aww. feel like I, I feel like Teddy's journey is has been that cat reincarnated and finding his way back to me. That's so sweet. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I may not be able to describe all the energies at work in our world, but I also <laughs> I believe that they definitely yeah, I have a lot of faith. I tell people, I'm like, you know, when I die, I don't have like, you know, I don't have all the religion figured out. I don't have all this figured out. But I will tell you, as long as I end up in doggy heaven, I'll be mm-hmm. absolutely happy. Like, people, they're okay. Dogs, they're okay. yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, absolutely. if I end up in a pile of dogs and puppies, I will be in bliss forevermore. So. Let me cross that rainbow bridge with my pet. <laughs> exactly. I will like be there. Um, so tell us how we can find your book and how everyone here can find your book. Oh, well, my book is available on Amazon worldwide, uh, Barnes and Nobles chapters online, and or you can go to my website, uh, christinemilkovitkrause.com and see uh, the teddy books and what's coming next. Because, uh, you know, life with a pet is a journey. And I have learned so much from this cat that has inspired me. Uh, and my children's reactions to a lot of these situations with this cat has uh, inspired me too. So uh, the next book is coming soon. It's also in a publication currently. It's called Teddy Loves Spaghetti. Ah! And- <laughs> I guess just another fun cover of a cat eating spaghetti with pasta all over his head. Um, But there are messages in that story too about um, diabetes awareness, nutrition, um, alternatives to food-based rewards and um, pet care. Uh, Obviously uh, the underlying message always is pet care. Um, So Teddy has a lot of coming soon stories and uh, I'm excited to share them. Teddy's got a big fan base right now and 
there i keep getting messages from all the parents when is the next book coming out my child wants to buy all of them right now seriously no this is great i mean it's it's a, such a great and such a nice fresh change and i love that it's based on a true story i feel like even kids understand like that it's based on a true story it makes it even more interesting um yeah, great. Uh, which is amazing and and you have a website as well and what is the website yes it's christinemilkovitkraus.com Okay. And then um, I'm going to let you spell your name for those who might be listening on the audio only version. <laughs> yes. Uh, Christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, Milkovic, M-I-L-K-O-V-I-C, Kraus, K-R-A-U-S-S. Or wow. just Google me. Um, uh, Teddy loses his ears and it'll take you that's directly true. to the that's website. Like, <laughs> yes, that's maybe a little bit easier. easier. <laughs> Teddy loses his ears. Well, it's been so amazing having you here today. And um, thank you so much for your work in helping and supporting and rescuing animals and teaching kids and their parents yes. <laughs> um, how important it is and what you can do to stay involved. You know, once we educate our kids around pets, then there's a greater world too. And I think just educating everyone about animal awareness and starting at what's close to home and then understanding um, how it impacts the whole world. And I always believe, and I've studied a lot of I've degrees in history, I've studied a lot of sociology as well. And there's a there's an obvious progression in um, humans' treatment of each other in every culture based on how they treat their animals. So I think that's really vital and important, and that would make a good book too. Mm, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Actually, there you go. Yeah, like in all different parts of the world and walks of life, which you, you should write that one because you could have animals from all these different countries that you've been to. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> and, is true. And how people take care of their animals um, also teaches them the value of life um, care to see suffering for what it is to make um, intentional choices around how they treat their animals and how they treat each other. Well, it's a very Buddhist theory too. is just be very respectful of even insects and things like that. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> Understanding. Yes. And insects. There's another one, an insect book. <laughs> Because, because we're that. losing our bees and we're going to, you know, we, we need our insects to grow our food and feed us and feed our animals. So it's an amazing and incredible wild world. And I just love how all of all of us people and animals, we all really need each other. We all come from this same incredible and beautiful ecosystem. And and uh, you get to see him every day in beautiful British Columbia. So I'm so yes, happy. Yes, we do. <laughs> and I, I actually have an idea for your husband oh, for yeah. that ice sculpture because in the book, Teddy was a frozen cat <gasps> and, his, and his ears melted off wow. uh, when, when he thawed out because, you know, he just lost them. So, I'm hey, maybe tell him that. Yeah, show him the illustrations in the book and show him how Teddy lost his ears. Yeah. Maybe the ice sculpture could be a, a this could Teddy. so be Teddy. I know yes. they've worked on some drawings. I will tell him, I'll have to tell him about this or, or and get your book. And then um, if it's not too late this year, at least that would be a really great concept for next year and a book, which is educational and is about, they could, the uh, Arthur, our um, animal shelter also have, which is, it's a privately run and they also have their own thrift store. So they could sell the book 
too. Oh, yeah. So. That would be amazing. <laughs> I know. I Yeah. So you give me also amazing good ideas. Well, this has been so much fun, Christine. The it time has. went so fast. But it really thank did. you so much for giving me a, a chunk of your morning and to everyone watching and listening. I hope we brought them all some joy today. I hope you brought me some and Teddy brought me some, even though I haven't met him. <laughs> yes. Oh, he's outside basking he's outside in the sunshine. Enjoying and... the sun. He's like, oh, enjoy yeah. it while you can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Placating to all his fans, all the little kids, Teddy. They've, I, yeah, one kid even knocks on the door all the time. Can Teddy come out to play? It's so oh. cute. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh, it's so sweet. Yes. <laughs> oh, so you guys do ch check out Christine. Check out her book, Teddy Lost His Ears, Amazon, Barnes & Noble Online. Um, her website, Christine uh, Milkovic Krauss, or as she said, if you Google Teddy loses, loses right? Teddy Teddy loses his ears. ears, yeah. <laughs> it might be easier to pull up. And um, so go find an animal you can love right now or volunteer, um, help make this world a better place and all these incredible creatures that we, uh, of which we are one. So thank you, Christine. And I look forward to talking to you again. One day we'll have to talk about travel. That would be a blast. <laughs> thank you, Anna. Congratulations on your children's book too. Thank I, you. Can't, I can't wait to see the launch of thank that. Thank you. you. Yes. We'll keep you posted. Absolutely. And thank you all for joining us here. And um, you can follow me on annscotland.com. Also Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at annscotland. And um, share your stories of animals here in the feed today or send me a dm and i would love to uh in fact if you want to send me this is special i haven't done this before if you want to send me a dm with a picture of your pet i will Aww. repost it for you this week because i think that would be a really fun and special thing to do encouraging all of you to connect with those animals out there be well please do like and subscribe here to scotland talks and we'll talk to you all again soon